0: once again to the Stadium Journey Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Our website, stadiumjourney.com, is the world leader in sports travel information with reviews of over 2,500 stadiums from all around the world. And we are more than just a wicked awesome website, yo. Connect with us on all of our social media channels at Stadium Journey. You can find audio versions of the Stadium Journey Podcast by searching HIAC Talk Radio Network wherever you look for your favorite podcasts. If you're looking for video simulcasts of the podcast, you can find those on Stadium Journey's YouTube page. And our classic back catalog, five years worth of episodes, can still be found at vocnation.com. And for those of you who want to be part of our live studio audience, we record live every other Tuesday night at 7 Eastern at danlaw.tv. The gang is all here again tonight. And we are so excited. No fireworks going off anywhere. Hope everybody spent them all last night. Anyway, Dave Cotney, and up in Canada, they spent all their fireworks last Friday. You can follow him at ProFan9. Mark Viquez can be found at BallparkHunter. The other guy, Dan Calachico, is uh, hunting some ghosts. You can follow him at DanLaw83. And I am Paul Baker. You can find me online at TuckmanRI. Tonight, our topic. We're going to talk about an issue that seems to be encroaching more and more on the sporting experience, talking about gambling. You know, for years, sports leagues seen, well, maybe they, they gave that appearance, that they were fighting off everything that even hinted at legalized gambling. And now, well, advertisement, that's changed. advertisement, sponsorships, everywhere. They're in arenas, they're on your television set, they're online. So we're going to say, you know, we're going to discuss, is it a good thing or a bad thing?
1: Hey, did did you know the Stanley Cup was sponsored by DraftKings and Sportsbet and uh, uh, other things? The, I the don't know what helped? these. Well, the games were is the Cup... no, but give it to give it time before the bottom is the DraftKings Stanley the, Cup. The,
0: the bottom rung will be yeah, uh, yeah, will be teams. It'll be no, no.
1: The underneath that that piece where the Colorado Avalanche immediately bent it instead of the NHL emblem it's going to have the NHL emblem next to a DraftKings logo. And how long will it, what's the over under on who's going to bend the Stanley cup? You know, God, <laughs> I, as a person with an addictive personality, God, it makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> and I'm not like, I can't have it. You must cancel it. But for,
0: for God's sakes, it's almost as bad as um, it's more prevalent than beer commercials now. I think. It's more prevalent than beer commercials. It's <laughs> yes. like car commercials now, and it's I, even I've to le- the point
1: where the the commentators are telling you, "Get to the, co- I get to the next period." I don't give a damn.
0: That, that's what? true. They are telling you like the latest uh, latest lines on certain topics.
2: Yeah, oh I've learned
0: that there's there's more gambling going
2: on now than than people with erectile dysfunction because. For a while there, it seemed that it was all Cialis and Viagra commercials, and now it's uh, now it's all betting commercials. See? Yes. It, well, see, it's... the reason why
1: erectile dysfunction is gone is because gambling makes you hard.
2: Oh,
3: that's bad. oh, so so that's the secret. Yeah, no. that's the secret. <laughs> no, where no, to go now? Yeah, I'm with you there. How many Jamie Fox videos for MGM or you know the, everybody has like a little little tune they play for their betting site. And even listening to uh, uh, radio, sports radio on the internet, the commercials are so pre- prevalent and it gets annoying. And it's almost like, you know, F you guys, you know, like I don't want to hear about it. I- I'm not betting anything. I don't need another addiction in my life that I want to quit 10, 20 years from now, like smoking, just leave me alone. But I got to tell you something. A lot of my colleagues that I work with, they talk about betting all the time. It, it seems like it's a simple thing to do, and it's you just dip your little toe in it, and then they got you hooked. So I'm sure they picked up a lot of newbies.
2: All right, Dave. During the Stanley Cup Finals up here uh, on Sportsnet, there were numerous segments where they would, they would cut away from whatever the analysis and go to a special – group analysis on just the uh, like betting aspects of it. So now I I don't see I don't know if that's happening um in the states as much but like on SportsNet you now have like the betting experts and then they would do their little spiel the two of them they talk back and forth about you know this parlay and this odds and this and that and the other thing and it was like People I talked to, it was a, it was a big turnoff. A lot of people didn't like it. Um, they weren't interested in it. And uh, let's face it. We have a, an overabundance of over analysis anyway. And if this is the trend, just wait until it gets to NFL season, man. Like it'll, oh, it's yeah. going to be, it's going to be bad. Like Monday night yeah. countdown is going to go from what three hours to like 18 hours of coverage. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was one of the things I kind of brought up in the intro. Is that you know the NFL has always kind of had this wink wink relationship with the betting. You know, you know from Jimmy the Greek being our pregame shows and and the lines always being a thing. And every I d- I don't know about you guys, but we always had our football cards in high school that we could put our dollar bet in. Um, but yeah, it's 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 encroaching everywhere, like you said. Um, mm-hmm. I know that at Gillette Stadium because I can't really compare it to a lot of places. They have a stand now called the draft Kings stand where you can go in. And I think you can put on some wagers and stuff right there in the stadium.
2: I haven't, I haven't seen anything like that. Um, What we see the most up here probably is the score, the score app. I don't know if you guys use the score app on your phone. Uh, It was, um, when we had uh Brian Cooper on he, one of his one of his projects was was the score app i think he said it was the the second rate second highest rated sports app behind espn mm-hmm. and what what the score has done is they have created their own um, app called scorebet which is like so easy to use. it's it's not funny. at least it looks like it's so easy. I can't say I've actually used it or anything. but you can basically just you know ping 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 on your phone, boom, away we go, bet done. And it's married to the score app as well. So the score which has all of the you know info and schedules and all that kind of stuff, you hit a link, boom, and it goes over to the score bet uh, app and then you could place your bet and, uh, and away you go.
0: I'm laughing Greg's, at the uh at the gift that uh Dan just put on. Dan it was, just
1: posted yeah, thank you. Oh, I just said uh Greg said it Gregory Koch is here, everybody. It will re it well, will be renamed the Draft Kings Cup presented by Pizza Hut, except in Canada, where it's presented by Tim Hortons, but the Stanley Cup won't go there again because it doesn't matter. That great right, Greg's so, Greg said that.
0: Are we it's making too much of jokes. this, guys? Is there that bigger percentage of fans that bet on games or are we just hiding in the corner somewhere with our heads in the sand
3: well we may be some old fogies that are not with the times but like i said
0: the game's more exciting
3: well like i said it's been going on at epl games in england for quite some time and it's just it's it's here in most states or i'm sure in most province in canada uh, and a lot of people do it it's It's just something that hey, I'll bet a, I'll bet fifty bucks if I can turn that into a couple hundred. I had a guy who almost won he said he almost won twelve grand hitting all the picks for one specific week in football. He said he missed Monday Night football. if he had picked went the other way, If he went with the Vikings or the Giants, he would have he would have won twenty grand or you know fifty grand. I don't know. Uh, as long as you could do it reasonably, as long as there's help for people that get addicted, because I can tell you this, I never smoked a cigarette until I was 20. And then the next thing I know when I'm turning 40, and I'm like, holy crap, 20 years and I'm still smoking cigarettes. What am I doing? So it's, uh, you know, I don't like spending money. I had to throw out $5,000 for uh, a new AC unit. So, (laughs) but I get it. If I bet 20 bucks on something and then I want a hundred, I'd be like, Ooh, let me, let me try it
0: again. And then, then that's where they suck you in. So well, I could get into the psychology of intermittent reinforcement and how it is the most powerful form of reinforcement <laughs> that there is, and that's exactly what gambling does for you. Yeah, you win no. just enough to say, "Oh yes, I got to do it again." No,
3: no, you're absolutely right. For me, now that may not be the case for other people, but yeah, I'll I'll keep my money.
2: Uh, up here, we had the pro line for quite a long time. That was run by the uh, the OLG, the Ontario. Uh, lottery and gaming corporation and there were a lot of limits to it uh here here's here's progress for you we probably started pro line betting which you know of course had limits on the amount of money you could bet it was you had to bet three games minimum uh and and it was really i think it was really designed at at being more fun than anything else and then of course the olg wanted to take a cut um, but to show you how things have changed in 95 the toronto raptors debuted so they were probably granted uh, a stay in i don't know 93 or something like that does that make sense when when expansion was approved. Yeah, 93, I remember that. And it came very close to the NBA pulling the Raptors because of the Ontario betting because of Proline. And what hap- what had to happen is they had to pull the NBA options on Proline. Uh otherwise the NBA was not going to take was not going to take uh, the Raptors, they were not going to take Toronto as a, as a new franchise. So uh, of course that, that is, that has um, changed slightly. Um, yeah. Significantly. Well, you but I, why. Yeah. I, I think honestly, I think what it is, I think the marriage to gambling has been about finding or another revenue stream. Yeah. Like it's, it's about, like you know they, were, were those teams making any money off of off of pro line no they weren't because they wouldn't list like the team names they just list the cities you know they you couldn't bet on the islanders you would bet on uniondale <laughs> you couldn't bet on the yankees you would bet on the bronx right so yeah it's uh it's, it's interesting how that's changed so much and i i feel that it seems all the time that I'm wondering, well, wh- where is this going to stop? You know, where are they going to stop finding new ways to just milk milk fans <laughs> of their money? Uh, and, and not just like raising prices, which, of course, they do all the time, but just finding new ways of, of bringing in money. It's, it's almost unreal. Well, I mean, yeah, you look at some of these spring football
3: leagues that were all about a betting app. You know how much money is made from the betting app? How many people are betting on this game? Oh, nobody's doing it. The app's not ready. Okay, the league is a, a, a failure. So, well, well uh, yeah,
0: Dave, you, you took the words right out of my mouth. That I was going to talk about. You can see why the leagues went are going this way or went this way because the money was out there, and they might as well grab their piece of that pie. So that's why you know yeah that's why you get in bed with 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 the gambling um and also what's the biggest market that all these leagues were pushing to move into las vegas you can't yeah, ever- isn't
2: that unreal how that that did about a an about face in, in a matter of oh, like yeah. five years right like vegas was just untouchable right like even when unlv would play you know people kind of turn their nose up and and when the rebels were great in basketball like there was always something wrong and and now, all of a sudden, you know, Vegas is threatening to be a a, a, a five-sport major league city.
0: It goes unbelievable. Right. Yeah, Major League Baseball has flat-out said, "Yes, Oakland, you can move to Vegas with our blessing." Yes, go ahead. And that would just leave what the NBA not there, right?
2: Well, it sounds like there's a an arena being built, and the uh the nba is is a mere formality there's there's now uh rumblings that the nba is going to do some expansion and to get them up to 32 is going to be vegas and seattle
0: yep and i'll put them at 32 that seems to be the magic number right now yep because baseball is talking about 32 as well so if oakland wasn't to move i'm sure that uh vegas an expansion team in vegas would slide right into that that slot
2: and let's face it the only reason that they haven't had those discussions those expansion discussions in major league baseball is because you have oakland and you have tampa bay which have stadium situations that major league baseball is not happy with and they mm-hmm. need the leverage they need they need Vegas to be <laughs> leveraged. They need Montreal to be leveraged for those franchises to either, you know, put up uh, public dollars to build, to build, you know, stadiums or to to cut bait and to move.
0: Absolutely. Um, I, w- I want to circle back to something. Another point you made, Dave. I want to see if we can expand on that uh where well actually let me go back to let's where did this start is this this is a connection i made in my head and and you guys let me know if i'm totally crazy for thinking this but i kind of made the connection that this gambling is kind of an outgrowth of fantasy sports in a lot of ways what do you all think of that well it
3: could be like i said i think a lot of this betting gets traced to european soccer um from, from what I can gather. And right. they've so been
0: sorry, doing soccer. I'm sorry, Mark. soccer does have a lot of prop bets and stuff that you can make yeah. all through the game. Correct. Mm-hmm.
3: Yes. Cause I know there was a time and I don't know who the, and I think they contacted stadium journey. It was this European company and they wanted the hire people to go to games and be ready for a phone call and take pictures of scores for people placing bets now that they claimed it was it was for something else, but there's a term for it. It was like, you were trying to beat the odds and, you know, it's one thing to get a 20 year old to, to go to a, a minor league baseball game or a soccer game to, to make bets. But, you know, you're thinking, yeesh, you know, you know, you understand making bets at major events, but I mean, a minor league baseball game, you're making bets to see who scores. Yeah, you know, bet ten dollars if this team scores in the seventh inning, or if somebody hits a home run. Uh, so it, it's it's kind of done on a little. Uh, I don't know if there's any honesty in that. Obviously, there's people that have been kicked out for doing those things. Uh, but I almost almost took the bait. I was going to go to my the minor league baseball game here, take pictures, get paid a hundred bucks. I thought that was an incredible idea. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just a just a, some guy in you know Copenhagen. Who's watching the Indianapolis Indians? Okay, I, I have 550 bucks. You're gonna score a run here, you know. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I if fantasy sports, it probably has involved. I've really have not thought about the uh the legacy of it, but here we are in 2022. I I thought it really didn't pick up until
1: COVID. Like it seemed to really accelerate in the states as far as states are concerned my memory could be off. I could be missing it, but I really didn't take note of it. I'll say it like this. I personally didn't take note of it until after COVID did the audience list sports. And that's where I really, like I've seen it before, but that's where it really picked off where it wasn't just mentioned once in a while in a broadcast, like it was every commercial break before and after before and after intermission in the middle on the lower third, the upper bug, it was everywhere once COVID hit it was just an excuse to stick gambling in it. Almost 100% over and over, over and over again, along with advertisements in the NHL. Just, just that's, that's how I remember it. I really can't remember. I'm sure it was before that. And I'm sure Dave can remember better. He looks like he's got a counterpoint. ahead, yeah, Dave. Uh,
2: no, not a counterpoint. I don't think, uh, I, I just think... don't
1: remember it before that is what I'm saying. I could be wrong.
2: Yeah. I think technology really pushed everything. So, you know, was there, were there hockey pools and uh, rotisserie baseball were, were those things, things before, (laughs) before the internet? Absolutely. They were, you know, of course, one of the great 30 for thirties was the one on, on the creation of rotisserie baseball. And, uh, And, and interesting how they all talked about how it just took over their lives and, and, you know, when Tuesday came and all the the stats Mm. came in the newspaper, and this was such a huge thing. And then online companies made it easier and made it bigger. Like you could, you know, you didn't have to go and recruit 10 people to go and do it. You could just go into a league on an, on an app or on a website or whatever. Uh, And, and that's, that's really what, where the fantasy explosion came because without that technology it became really, it'd be, it was difficult, right? Like, I mean, I ran a hockey pool at my, at my school. When I, was, when I was in high school and there was just like five guys and we had a draft and we had fun and everything, but you know, it just, it wasn't the same. And it was a lot of work. You know, you scoured the paper on Tuesday when all the stats came out, like you, there was no internet to go to, right. um, to get the stats, let alone, you know, they were doing all the work for you. So that changed everything. And, and I think the technology piece is one of the pieces that scares me because before you, you at least had to get up and get out of your house and go to a a bookie or go to Vegas or go somewhere. And I worry about how easy it is. I worry about when you can just be on your phone and bam, um, Mm -hmm. press a button and and all of a sudden you know it's just like well look at (laughs) look at amazon you know (laughs) we have plenty of people who are amazon addicts why because it's so darn easy tell that to
0: my wife (laughs) (laughs) well i think mark was the one saying about how how addictive it can be and it it, with with the ease comes an ease of addiction
3: yeah it's like your impulse buy at a store your impulse buy in your underwear in your bed At two o'clock at night, and I'm like that at Amazon. Oh wow, I could get it here tomorrow. Oh, that's a great price for this this gadget, you know. Oh wow, that's only twenty bucks. It's a hell of a deal. I was going to wake up tomorrow, go to the store, and buy it for forty.
2: So, but these bets, I mean, we've had them forever. I mean, I remember, I remember going to March Madness in Buffalo with my dad, and we just happened. It was one of these weird, weird things. We just happened to be sitting behind. Andrew Kulik and his whole crew. So Andrew was there and Peter and they had about, they had about 15 guys there and they were making like a a whole weekend out of it. And it, and it was fun. It was great. Uh, They had bets for everything. They had little pools on. uh, So Syracuse was kind of the home team. And during the Syracuse game, they had every, all of them put in money to bet on what, at what moment Jim Beheim would take his jacket off? Like that was a, a, a bet that they had as, as part of their pool. Uh, you know, it, we've always had, you know, the, at the Super Bowl party, you have the, Super the Bowl squares, squares by, by a square. Yep, yep. Uh, you ever
0: done baseball squares?
2: I have not done
0: baseball squares. All right, all right I've done that one where, like, if you, you got a group going up to a game. You put in your five bucks or whatever. Everybody gets a, you know, and your luck of the draw, you get a half an inning, or or a whole inning, depending on how many people you have in it. If your your inning has the most runs in it, you win the pool. There's a baseball game
2: I forget what it's called, but it it basically it involves quarters and a cup, and you know you pass the cup along, and each person puts in a quarter based on that batter, and based on what they do, they can like if they get a single, you can pull a quarter out. They get a double, you can pull out two. If you hit a home run, you get the whole right. cup and like those kinds of things. So I've seen stuff like that. So that that stuff has been around for right. forever. But it's like it's like everything else right now. You know, we have to put a spotlight on it, we have to expand it and explode it. You know, you know we had Star Wars movies back in the 70s, but now you have to have a new Star Wars thing every month. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> you guys like Obi-Wan Kenobi? I really liked it. I, I enjoyed
3: it. it. Yeah, I liked it.
0: <laughs> it wasn't earth-shattering, but... So so to take your uh, your question, this is where I was going earlier, and I, of course, got off but on
1: a Wait a second. You asked the question about Obi-Wan Kenobi, and I didn't get to answer
0: it. You didn't answer. I waited for I, it. I, I was know.
1: trying. Oh,
0: sorry. Uh, I thought Try it harder. was...
1: I thought it was... Well, I forgot to have my microphone on. I thought it was a good show. And then that scene between Obi-Wan and Darth Vader during the fight, where Darth talks about you didn't you didn't kill me. Uh, Darth Vader. You didn't kill Anakin Skywalker. Darth Vader. Spoiler
0: alert.
3: Spoiler alert. (laughs) Alert. I did like that where he switches. Oh, no. uh,
1: Yeah. Oops. Sorry, Dave. Um,
3: The lighting. Seriously, you should have had watched that by now.
1: The lighting from the lightsabers that would change. It was that's when I was like, oh, damn.
0: (laughs) Okay. Okay, and uh, let me interject something. I, I, I just know, watched, twice, though. Obi-Wan should have killed him and didn't. That's twice. Yeah.
3: I watched Jedi yesterday in the hotel, uh, that, when I was in my basement. It feels like Darth Vader and Obi-Wan could do a lot more things with the Force in 2022 than they did in 1983.
2: That's it. I mean, they were so all That's because there were too many like stormtroopers and officers around that had prop bets on. At what point, you know, Darth Vader would would throw a <laughs> giant metal box at someone with his mind?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, there you go. The ultimate get old, segue back
2: to back there to the topic yeah. at hand.
1: What is the nerd alert? Nerd alert. What is the over, under, alert, if okay. is the over right. under of mentioning pork roll before the episode is over? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, yes, uh, got see, anyway. him. Oh, I got okay. him. Where are we going? Where do we see this going in the future? What are our future trends? Is is this going to get more intrusive? Is it going to? Are we going to have another Black Sox scandal somewhere down the line?
2: I I totally think there's going to be some sort of crisis uh, because it's happened before, and you know there was the the Black Sox in in 1919 where they threw the World Series. Um, in 51, there was Except City College of New York. For
1: shoeless Joe Jacks. Fifty. Yeah. yeah. Well.
2: There is was city college in New York and NYU and Long Island and Toledo and Bradley in Kentucky and Boston Uh, college. And there's Boston college. There was Tim Donahue for those who don't want to go back to the black and white days. So I think, I think we're due for a crisis again. And here's something that I've, I've always believed. um, And maybe this was a a Dr. Philism or whatever, but you don't solve money problems with money. And just because these guys solve gun problems with guns, just because these guys got like millions of dollars, right? And that was always the the argument that well, you know, Charlie Comiskey was so cheap, and that's why they threw the series. And these college guys, they weren't making any money, so that's why they did the point shaving. (laughs) But you know, people will you know people will who who have money just want more money. Like it's it's really that simple. And can, can they bring in more money by shaving points? Sure. You know, if, if somebody is in big and I I don't know what kind of limits there are, I think that's really the key is, is, are there limits on what people can bet? And, and clearly that wasn't the case, you know, back in the day, but, you know, could you see, uh, I think, I think this has happened in like, south america or or in in europe where you know families are kidnapped or you know violence is threatened on on athletes or whatever to to throw to throw games or referees you know referees are not making you know millions of dollars so i think we're due for i think we're due for a crisis Um, and then the question then becomes you know does does pro sports become pro wrestling Right where it's it's all pre predetermined right where somebody already knows what the outcome is going to be and that outcome is changed based on you know where the money goes hard to say I don't I have a follow-up I do I know I, it looked like I didn't
1: think <laughs> I it, I know it looked like I had a follow-up but I was like huh maybe Dan had, point, that I face. I was-
2: Dan had that <laughs> i'm ready to fight he's he's hating on pro wrestling <laughs> no 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 i
1: not at all i i don't give a crap i'm beyond that anymore uh you can have it um that's a very interesting
0: point i'm gonna have to sit on that one that's that's thought, my biggest worry about this is that it well there, a tipping point comes
1: Does there is the tipping point that we finally let Pete Rose into the Hall of Fame?
0: (laughs) Dan, you just grabbed my final point. I knew you were doing it. I knew where you were going. I knew it. One
1: day. I'm
0: serious and I'm deadly serious, Paul. So you can take it from here. Yeah, that was my, my question to the panel. Pete Rose was kicked out of baseball, is not in the Hall of Fame because of his gambling activities. For with, sleeping with, with a 15 year old. He did that. Mm, should look that up. I should look that up, I guess. Anyway, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. anyway. With, with with sports new partnership with the gambling world, is it time to reconsider Pete Rose's lifetime ban? Yes.
3: Yes. Yes. yes you No, know, I do, but I think a lot of people blame him for uh Bark Giamatli's death, Giamatti's death, and uh that's unfair.
1: Listen, go ahead, Mark
3: your point. Yeah. And and I think if Pete had just said something sooner than I think about 15 years after maybe, but I, you know, it's, it's a shame with Pete Rose. I mean, Pete Rose was one hell of a baseball player and he's only going to be known for betting on baseball and and knocking Ray Fossey over. It's like, a lot of guys have bet it, you know, have bet on baseball. Ty Cobb was somebody that, apparently was betting on baseball and was forced to retire you know yeah, a lot of guys so here. many
1: redeemable things about ty cobb huh? Yeah.
2: well there's there, there, a huge conspiracy theory that says that michael jordan only retired yes from basketball the I've first heard that time one, yes. because of gambling problems
0: yes and that's why his father was killed i've heard that too
2: yeah i've heard that one as well
0: yeah i've heard that and who knows
2: uh, i'm going with i i I'm going with uh, standing Pat, standing Pete, standing Pete on Pat, standing, yeah, pat, on Pete. standing <laughs> pat on Pete. Uh, <laughs> standing pat I'm not, Pete. you know what? I, I look at it like, I look at it like why reward bad behavior? And, and it's really that simple. And you can say, well, he did this, he did that. He did this, he did that. Okay. But you know, he, he, he broke the Cardinal rule. It's, <laughs> He, he knew better. It's posted in every dugout
0: oh, and yeah. Yeah. clubhouse. Oh, in, sure. Yeah. In major league Dang. baseball rule number so, one of professional sports. Yes.
2: Yep. And he can say all he wants that. Well, you know, Bart Giamatti was, was going to let him back in after a couple years or whatever. Uh, but no, I, I, I don't think so.
1: Um, I, I think if, if, if baseball and major sports, go that hard into gambling, you can't be, you can, but you can't be that hypocritical about it. You can't go, well, we're all about it now and then just go like this. Look it over at Pete Rose. But
2: even if Major League Baseball goes hardcore into betting, are they going to allow their managers to bet on baseball games? Well, I I believe,
0: I believe that if, if they do go hardcore into betting, they still, like you said before, Dave, you don't want this to become a predetermined outcome for our games. So, the rule of you do not bet on your games is going to be going to remain. I mean, you've got to have all the people involved in the games, the coaches, the referees, the players above that fray. You cannot have them with some action in the game because then you're opening your a Pandora's box to all kinds of bad stuff. And I hate to say you open it up to pro wrestling, but that was. And, your let's,
2: and let's, if we're talking Pete Rose, let's be clear. Um, Major League Baseball doesn't decide whether Pete Rose goes into the Hall of Fame or not. Major That's League Baseball—that's exactly
1: what Greg, Greg was adding to the conversation.
2: Major League it. Baseball decides whether he is on the ineligible list or not, which he is, right? But you know, there's other people like Roberto Alomar is is on that banned list, mm. um, and and there was a bit of a discussion about whether or not he was going to be removed from the Hall of Fame. But ultimately, it's the curators of the the national baseball hall of fame that make those decisions. And I'm not sure what Pete Rose's status is. I, like, I don't think he can be on the ballot anymore um, from the writers that the writers would vote on. So it would require Pete Rose to be brought in by, you know, the veterans committee. Yeah. some
3: kind of, and and, they're, they're always and, makes up different committees. So,
2: and let's, and let's face the facts. Um, does Pete Rose have a good enough relationship with his peers that they're going to stand up for him? Probably no. not. I mean, his best chance is going to be after he's died and after the majority of the veterans committee has turned over to a generation that didn't yeah. really know Pete Rose, Yep. Uh, whether that changes things, maybe it does, but you know, they they ran through the possibility of putting Joe Jackson in the hall of fame and that was shot down. I mean, that was if the, if ever there's a litmus test or a test balloon to see if Pete Rose could go in, it's should Joe Jackson go in? And and they said no. Mm. So
0: the answer should be yes. Dave, you're making coherent, intelligent, cognizant points throughout this yeah, show. Yeah, I, I, I get goddamn, off damn hate show. It. I fucking hate it. <laughs> well. I, I can tell you this.
3: You look at a baseball player in the 1910s, what they were making compared to what a baseball player was making in the 70, late seventies after free agent, after free agency. I Isn't mean, Pete you're, Rose you're shocked. Like what, well, you're just shocked that Pete Rose did something stupid like this to put himself in such a, a position, but did I he have an heard addiction? Talk. Yeah. Did he have an that addiction? Surprised. You know, I mean, <laughs> at least with, at least with a, a baseball player uh, over hundred years ago, they were making uh, crap. They were, they had a, you know, like they got a bonus, you know, they won the world series or you won 20 games. You walk in to talk to the owner and you're like, Hey, can I get a raise? Ah, you didn't win 21. You know, it's, you you feel for those ballplayers back in the 1900s. You know, if you could pull one of them out and describe what an average season was like, you know, your uniforms dealing with, uh, you know, injuries, you know, being forced to pitch when you you were hurt Uh, spring training, when you had a walk, you know, 10 miles from the hotel to your training and if you complain about anything you know, they got upset with you or you know god forbid you wanted a a, a living wage you know some of these guys couldn't read a book they weren't they, they weren't uh highly educated you know you feel for those guys and it's the position we're in now with you know baseball salaries But that's another story for another day
1: that's a, as craig lagans would say HNP, whole nother podcast
3: whole other podcast that's <laughs>
1: so, right paul
2: you're the yes. you're the psychologist the psychology person like i, I
0: play one on television anyway <laughs> we're talking i about, stayed at the holiday Inn express
2: <laughs> we're talking about addiction here right yep I, you know I am is not it not fair specialist. to say that 90 percent of professional athletes you know enjoy some sort of addiction with just their, and I'm not talking about whether they're doing drugs or alcohol or anything like that. I'm talking about that, that competitive addiction. So, you know, Pete Rose is Pete Rose for an example, gets out of, you know, playing baseball rolls into managing. That's not enough of a competitive piece for him. So he, you know, jumps in and he's, he's betting with a bookie yeah. right
0: you were like, you were at, talking
2: look at you michael jordan and and the stories of him with his you know ten thousand dollar a whole golf games and stuff like, like that's what these guys do
0: yeah you were i was just going to say you were, you had brought up michael jordan's gambling you know competitive uh streak and um, charles barkley has talked about how much money he has lost oh, yeah. gambling Antoine Walker, him. do you remember Antoine Walker gambled away his entire fortune he made during his playing career afterwards? Um, you could probably go on and on. And uh, for these guys to reach the level in their field that they are I would absolutely
3: or at least say a-
0: I would absolutely say that they have an addictive type personality. Absolutely, mm-hmm. you have to. To, to get that kind of laser focus too because how many guys are that talented lots how many guys make it that extra level you need that something that takes you from just being a great athlete because you can be a great athlete not be a professional you know professional athlete in your sport it takes that something extra to make that last step and i think that is something in their brain that is wired differently than well than me anyway because uh yeah i i don't just don't have that kind of killer instinct in me so I would, to answer your question, yeah, Dave, I think absolutely they have that kind of personality. So, would would gambling be a danger for a lot I of these guys? S- absolutely. I, we just it, gave five examples real quick off the top of our heads. It is such a... Of course
1: it's an addictive personality. To be that committed to something and that good at something, of course it is. This is just... This is asking to be a disaster. This is asking to be Pete Rose all over again, minus the manager situation uh, or that um, situation, uh, him being in the position that he was in, mm-hmm. which is asking for trouble. Not to mention the fact that, take this ride with me, <laughs> that while other rights are being taken away, we're just feeding another addicting thing that. It's just being done for the sake of money, like alcohol, like cigarettes, like gambling.
2: Hasn't that like, been the marriage with sports all along? Cigarettes yeah, it's and, and, and alcohol and almost every old picture you
1: see of old time baseball. I can't count the number of pictures I've seen of old Connie Mack, and right next to a soap ad is a big old cigarette. Oh yeah, big <laughs> old cigarette. It.
3: Or chewing tobacco.
0: Just to be how how easily addictive gambling is. How many of us, you know, there's four of us here. How many of you have been, say, just gone to a casino for a little for an evening? And, you know, when I go, I have already I've got fifty bucks in my pocket. This is what I'm spending. When it's gone, it's gone. But how many of us have sat in front of a slot machine or sat at a blackjack table and said, One more hand? Mm -hmm. One more pull. Not me. I I I will never
1: forget the (laughs) 21st birthday. And I was like, you know, I'm gonna go to the, I'm gonna go drive, down Atlantic City, spend some money. An hour later, two hundred dollars later, I was like, well, I think I'm done. I think I think I'm done. I think I'm never coming back. Now, yeah, of course, right after that, I learned, and my favorite thing is the electronic poker tables. Well, I could make a hundred dollars last hours. Now, I'm king of that. Just click, click. But that twenty first birthday part but when I turned twenty one. Oh man, oh that was a bad
0: idea. Oh, <laughs> I'm so bad.
1: I'm still it's mad about my twenty first at it. a
0: strip club, but that's another story.
1: I have never been to a strip club. I've
0: been. Well, I was in Vegas. I was in Vegas. I was uh, I was in Groton, Connecticut, with a bunch of uh, uh, legendary brawl with a bunch of Marines and a bunch of the guys from the company my dad. I was
1: for. I was afraid of seeing my step sister there, so I didn't go. Mm. Oh.
2: Uh, I can't say I like when when we went to Vegas the the casino was such a turnoff um and just because there was like so much smoke it, it, it it's probably the last place in in canada or the united states where you can actually smoke indoors
3: shelbyville indiana okay go ahead and it
2: just it was just so gross so the, one yeah. of the things i hated the most about vegas is you have to walk through a casino to get anywhere you yeah. want to go to the monorail okay you got to walk through the casino um and it yeah. just it just smelled so bad so to go in the casino was 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 not great uh when when i did go i i I made a point. I wanted to take my my twenty bucks and go and um, put a bet down on the Vegas Golden Knights for the game that we were going to, just to say that I did, and I did, and and we won, so that was good. Um, yeah, hey, go back through the casino to cash
3: in. So, how much did you win yeah. with that twenty
2: bucks? What uh, you turned it into? I forget. I I think it was like thirty five or something like that. Okay, that so was pretty good. Um, but we go to the we will go to the horse races once or twice a year and. I think part of the key for that is, is not knowing anything. <laughs>
0: mm. Oh,
2: so horse you're just, racing. We didn't
0: even talk about a horse race. totally just, yeah. we're totally
2: just having fun. Like
0: what was last time I went to a horse race? Uh, I went to the Pimlico one time and that okay. was my last time. And that was back in the eighties. Yeah. I mean, we but, bet but on, we bet on the Derby. Okay, go ahead.
2: You know, what's funny though is, is, is could good uh, betting on baseball or, or whatever, like end up like that, where I, I don't know if you've ever looked at a horse racing program. But they inundate you with information, right? Like mm. there's numbers like left, right and center. It's it's overwhelming. So uh, Gre-
1: Greg our, just said, even system- when they're even when there isn't a casino, they have slot machines in the most random
3: places like the hotel pool
1: and a yeah, 7-Eleven.
0: I went to a 7-Eleven in Vegas and there were slot machines there. And so yeah. was playing them.
3: Yeah. And. And. To interrupt Dave even more. <laughs> it, 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 Illinois has about like uh sub shops and and bars and you know just auto oh, yeah. dealerships. If that now. was
1: if I was that I'd be dead.
2: Okay, go ahead. Go I ahead. would owe money. Go ahead, Dave. I, I was just gonna say our our, our system for um our system for placing bets at the horse races now is we, we just pick the names that we think are the coolest in that race. Or if it, if there's some connection for us, like that's how, that's how we pick, but you know, all of this information that we're getting on, uh, like we said with hockey night in Canada, they, they go to the betting corner and, and they feed you all this information. Baseball could be the worst for that because there's an Uh, just massive amount of of ridiculous statistics now Uh, even that normal baseball people yes yeah it could be it could be to the point where and i think that's where horse racing has has not died but it's really fallen off is that you really 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 got to be involved to know what's going on and most people they just go and they you know i'm going to bet two bucks on this race. And I'm going to bet on this horse because I like the name or I like the color or, oh, this jockey is two inches shorter than that jockey or whatever. Uh, There's really no rhyme or reason
0: to it. My parents used to like to go to the dog tracks. We used to have a lot of dog tracks up here. And they would always go on a rainy, if it was rainy night, really bad rainy night, they would go to the dog track because it would just make everything so random. And they could just, like you said, I'm picking the red one or I'm picking the one because this guy's name is, you know, Aloysius or whatever.
2: What's funny? What's funny about all of these ads, though, is that uh, the the OLG has has required is a little disclaimer to be made. You know, if you if you know somebody with a gambling problem, they should contact the
0: OLG, right? I think I think legally <laughs> they have to do that. Probably. Oh yeah.
3: Yeah, it's a, it's an addiction that, you know, and I wonder if there's any stories out there where people putting themselves into a hole or wasting a lot of money on that. Uh, you Antoine know, Walker. Yeah. Well, I mean, you look at just, you know, I listened to WFAM with Craig Carton. He was put in jail for his gambling addiction. So he does a show I think on Saturday mornings where he talks to addicts and he gives advice and he kind of like a therapy session. What,
0: what was the name you just said, Mark? Craig Carton. Do you remember the quarterback for the Colts? Art, Art, Art Leister? Leister. Yeah. Ohio Leister. state. Leister. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. He
3: he, he in- ruined his whole career. The guy was. I remember my first arena football league game was I think he was quarterbacking. He was making a comeback. Everybody was excited. I'm like, well, who's this guy? Why was he banned from the NFL? I, I think he still, still served jail time, uh, you know, years later. So oh, it's uh yeah, it's it's you know, I'm sure a lot of people can do it recreationally, you know, it's just like with me and cigarettes. I, I was never really addicted to them, but you know, just smoking a pack when you go out with, you know, I don't go out to the bars like but I used to, it becomes part of your routine. It becomes part of your routine. I yeah. remember there, there would be nights that I would be on the phone or I would just chill outside on my porch in my apartment, smoke a couple cigarettes at night. Cause it was like a cool thing to do It was something to do. And you know, it, you realize once you stop smoking, you don't smell like an ashtray. It doesn't get on your beard or your, your face. Yeah. Uh, you know, Dave talked about the, the casino having cigarette smell. I went into a, a bar a few years ago in Shelbyville when I was doing a review on one of the uh, high school fields. Uh, sorry, basketball. whatever you
0: say, Shelbyville. I think of The Simpsons.
3: Shelbyville, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's about forty five minutes towards Cincinnati on seventy four from where I am. Uh, there's a bar there. I walked in there. Wow, did that cigarette was that pungent. And you get out of the car. You get out of the bar, you go in your car, and you smell like you had cigarettes. It was like you know the early two thousands, late nineties again. It's like, good lord! Now I know why they banned cigarettes from bars and restaurants.
0: Thank you. Back in the day, man, we had to go meet girls and went to the bars on a Friday, Saturday night, man. Yeah. Yeah. Whole apartment, you came home, your whole apartment leaked because. Call a Ricky. You you brought it home with you. You're and
3: if you home. dated a girl who smokes cigarettes, she said, oh, yeah, you could smoke in my room. That's because, you know, you're trying to get lucky. <laughs> you smell like an ashtray, but you, you did it for, you know, whatever reason. So, yes. yeah, those days are over. I don't have to worry about that. I'm a married man. So my wife
0: doesn't smoke. I don't smoke. So, so I guess we should conclude the show with a little uh, if, you, if you need help with uh, with your gambling, please call 1-800, whatever the number is. Right. Yeah. No, no. It's, <laughs> it's
3: something that can get can get vicious.
0: So, so, Dave, thanks again for a great idea for a show. When we were talking about our own ideas. We we're like, gambling, gambling. Can we do that? But, man, this was... Don't,
1: don't inflate know, about his guys, ego. Listeners,
0: I think it was a pretty uh, interesting conversation. So Don't inflate Lord. his ego. We'll never
1: hear
2: the end of it. Yeah, I know. I know. I didn't even say anything about my team winning the Stanley Cup as you were, like, bad-mouthing the Stanley Cup Yeah, Denver I mean, we dropped...
0: Who was we the couldn't... guy who passed out while he was holding it over his head? Was that... McKinnon, who's, well, I, who's I saw that. I, I, who I saw it. Somebody was what? like sitting at
3: like, oh, a bar. Sudden... Toronto won the cup. Uh, it's 1967. Whoa.
0: Oh,
1: oh, oh, oh. 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 You, can't, oh. You, can't, you can't sit there and tell me you don't want to get a team in a Quebec and then go, hey, well, my team won the Stanley Cup. They used to be the Nordiques. I, I went with them. I moved. No, I mean, I think Listen, let's your team
2: initially. Uh, well, no, not initially, but they were. I, I liked Quebec. He was a bandwagon
0: uh, once they picked uh, up uh, Sackick and Forsberg yeah. and. When
2: uh, actually, what it was was the Maple <laughs> Leafs traded for Wendell Clark. Yeah. Uh, they traded their best defenseman to the Islanders, Kenny Johnson. Mm-hmm. They traded for Wendell Clark, who was already past. And I was so upset. I'm like, that's it. I'm I'm off. And uh, at that time, uh, I really liked Joe Sakik. I thought he was great, so I sort of swerved over to the Nordiques, and you know, mm. had a had a couple rough years, and then they moved, and
0: I I moved <laughs> with them.
2: Did That'd you all watch
0: the uh, the E60 show? Or the Unrivaled Red Wings Avalanche. Not yet, but watch I, it. I, I, I wow. read. I, the know, the last awesome, I read a
2: a book called Blood Feud, and it was like.
0: That was the best rivalry in sports for a for a period of time of there. Um they they pretty much interviewed all the key players in that whole thing. And they actually got Darren McCarty and Claude Lemieux to sit down together. Oh wow. Because wow. that was so, the start. <laughs> Dan likes Claude Lemieux. It, it's a two-hour long nice. show. It is worth Claude while. Claude
1: Lemieux but... can eat <laughs> a
0: taco. Can suck a big dick.
1: Yeah. No, I say so you can't say that on. I'm not editing that out. <laughs>
0: <I> just, <laughs> All right, guys, before we lose control no. of this. That was the, the guy Rock. from
1: North Jersey that said that. I just want to point it out. Not I, the guy I, from South Jersey. Okay.
3: Well, I'm going to get right. some angry letters for that one. But I, there you are.
1: You uh, son
3: of a bitch. What was it? Did anybody watch the USFL championship game? Uh, yeah, I did.
1: Yeah, yeah, I did. That was awesome, Mark.
3: Uh you know what? I didn't even know that. That's how I felt that's how I, you know what they actually had some people in the stands and actually it was not too bad. I was like, okay. Yeah, it was actually a good crowd. And then Philly did the
1: thing.
2: Wait a second. Didn't didn't Birmingham win? Yes. So
3: Philadelphia lost. But they beat the generals the the week before. So the circle back
2: doesn't it doesn't it make you raise your eyebrow like the one home team Mm. won the whole thing? You know what?
1: Yeah. Now you mentioned like this. I'm not recognizing this. Yeah. I'm not recognizing rec- this yeah. now. I'm not recognizing yeah. it. Yeah. No, right. uh, well, I'm recognizing beating the generals as the wait. Yeah, no, I was guess.
3: upset that uh, the generals who had one night in a row, won the division, just laid an egg against the Philadelphia Stars. Oh, come on, it was on an interception. You 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 yeah, had yeah, a chance right. and then he you're caught right. that yeah. and it was you're like right. oh you're right. Yeah. So but, we
2: have just set the Guinness Book of World Record. For work. most USFL USFL talk by a non-USFL, <laughs> when well, New Jersey and Philadelphia play, yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: no, I was I was sett- settling in. I'm like, this is gonna be good. At least you know Philadelphia will get a oh, fudge. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> gonna I'll take win. that long.
0: Come on,
2: come
0: on. Be one, be one. All right, all right. We're gonna wrap it up now, Dan. Where can our listeners Yay. follow you? Follow me at DanLong83. Uh, Mark, any uh, stadium journeys planned for the upcoming fortnight? And where can uh, our listeners follow you? you uh,
3: I'm supposed to go to the Cincinnati Reds game on Thursday afternoon. We'll see how that goes. And I may even check out the Cincinnati Steam. That's a hey. What what is it? It's a summer collegiate league in the uh, Great Lakes Shore. They play at the Reds Complex, which is a a very nice ball ball player ballpark uh, facility. So, you know, Cincinnati's got some sneaky good small little ballparks that uh, it just have been cropping up lately. So, I hope to do that. You can check out my adventures at uh, Ballpark Hunter on uh, Twitter and Instagram and youtube and i have a thousand subscribers all right hit, hit that milestone now i have to get those hours up to get paid so watch it watch some cool videos i have uh some new ones coming out from my texas trip i have a chicago white Sox one coming out as well so it should Start be some uploading
1: good my videos to his uh yeah,
3: no get kidding, some that
0: money yeah so now now i guess i only need 987 more followers
3: yeah. you gotta pimp it out i tell you i i I did a lot of work. If I'm pimping
0: something out, it ain't going to be my YouTube channel. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Well, if you want to get a thought, yeah, it's, you know, I I I got more than a thousand followers there, baby. Yeah. Anyway, where are you going to be? Dave, where are you going to be? And where can we follow it?
2: Uh, You can follow on uh, Twitter and Instagram at profan nine next week, heading to Rochester. One of my, one of my faves, the uh, Rochester Red Wings. And then we're going to kind of keep an eye on the weather and have some um, needs to stop in Toronto uh, for the inner county Maple Leafs and Brantford for the Brantford Red Sox. Christy Pitts. Christy Pitts, yeah. Christy Uh, Pitts. Christy Pitts. The price price is right at Christy Pitts. It gets a five. It's free. Yeah. So. Uh, what the hell are you we'll, talking about? We'll see how it goes. Christy Pitts is <laughs> where the Toronto Maple Leafs of the Baseball Inter-County team. Baseball League play. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, follow those at
0: ProFan9. And I asked. Let's see. For me, uh, I got a whole lot of Brockton Rocks action at Campanelli Stadium coming up over the next couple of weeks as uh, the Futures League season starts to wind down. And, oh, next – is it next Monday? What's today? The fifth? Yes, next Monday big big credentialing uh coup for stadium journey I got credential for the Infosys Hall of Fame tournament tennis tournament at the Newport Casino the the tournament right before Wimbledon so I will be there next Monday hanging out and hobnobbing with all the Newport socialites Ooh, so that'll be fun very tony word
2: he just said
3: very tony don't you think
2: uh, I was disappointed that there was no mention of Paul Baker in that big front page ESPN article on the boston rocks they missed boston the boat rocks. on that
0: one or the brockton rocks um, they missed there the boat was on that one there was an article in the boston globe where they mentioned me kind of sideways by okay. they just said the, the pa <laughs> kind of it. sideways, said, sideways. Said, and, my, they, that and the pa niche.
1: guy sucks
0: yeah they they said no they didn't. oh big hey, big news coming out of brockton stay tuned did, big news are they are they going to be affiliated with
2: the red can't, say, any, I, can't say anything i know, I know what say. it is oh Paul and, and Pam are going to redo their vows to get now the that big be, crowd. That better out not be Boston. the
0: big news, seriously. No, that is not. The, that is not. The news. <laughs> Do they wear those
3: jerseys all the time? The uh, the White Sox and the White ones?
0: Sox retro '80s ones. Uh, yes, that's their primary jersey. Yes, they nice. have three different ones. Those are the primaries, and the, uh, the... their hats are the old logo yeah. with the player and, and it's, it's ROX. Are those popular with the masses? They haven't there? given me anything yet. Excuse me. Rocks management, you have not given me anything yet. No hat, no shirt, no nothing. Have so They gave you money. And They're I, not listening yeah. to this. What do you call okay, them? Okay, that's it. That's and it. Uh, and you know, <laughs> I know they have big fat guy sizes because there's some big fat guys who work there. Anyway.
1: <laughs> They're changing I, their name from the Brockton Rocks to the Brockton Rocks, and their fight song will be a parody of Cleveland Rock. That's from that's, Greg, that's from
3: great. Well, they gotta do something. How, how's attendance at Rocks games? They are
0: days? last. They are last in the uh, oh. Futures League, averaging about seven hundred and eighty. But what's so going well? That is double last year's attendance. Okay, they're moving up. So it's so it's, it's, a long it's going cl- well. It's a long it's, it's
3: just a too big of a stadium, right? I mean, they're not. No, get- it,
0: it it actually had fallen off the cliff due to neglect of the yeah. stadium, neglect of the team. There's actually the, the stadium actually a couple years ago was infested with raccoons. Yeah, my back porch has a couple of raccoons. One, one, one of those things where the city owns the ballpark, they hired somebody to manage it. They mismanaged it, didn't pay any attention to it. Nobody at the city was really doing their job and overseeing what they were doing. So it just kind of sat there and kind of started to fall apart. And Ooh. it was really sad to go to. And we had gone to games and um, there'd maybe I be 40, the good people, 40 people in the stands mm-hmm. and no on-field shenanigans, no atmosphere. I mean, our stadium journey fanfare score dropped from a decent score all the way down to below two. But Ooh. The, life, the life is back on the weekends. We're getting 1,500. We got 2,000. Baby steps. Um, on the fourth. So it's, it's coming back. The let's, let's,
3: back. Yeah, that's what you have to do. You just have to let people know what's going on there
0: again. Get and, the uh, word out there. Having yeah. all the kids in the major leaguers has been, that's huge. It's been a big, huge thing. And uh, I just can't believe how large a human being David Ortiz is in person. Oh, he is a mountain. And he was, we had him day, there one day when he was there. Manny was there. Um, Keith Folk was there. Gary Sheffield. And he he was as big as the other three guys put together. It was amazing. But anyway, uh, let's see. You can find all of our 2,500 stadium reviews, news items, and other feature stories on the website, stadiumjourney.com. Don't forget to connect with us on our social media channels at stadium Journey. You can find the audio versions of the Stadium Journey podcast. Just search H-I-A-C, Talk Radio Network, wherever you look for your favorite podcast. Video simulcasts of our podcast, like the one you're watching right now, can be found on Stadium Journey's YouTube page. And our classic back catalog of episodes can still be found at vocnation.com. And be part of our live studio audience like Gregory Koch, our good friend and number one fan, Uh, every other Tuesday night. Yeah, Greg. You're number one. Um, Every other Tuesday night, seven Eastern at DanLaw TV. No, I meant this finger. And you can join us again in two weeks. That'll put us at July 19th, when we will be joined by our Pittsburgh regional correspondent, Patricia Beninato. Cool. Talk about the fabulous facilities of the Steel City. Say what you want about their teams. Their stadiums are for free. And I will. Thanks, everyone, for your support and for joining us tonight. For Dan, Mark, and Dave, this is Paul wishing you all safe stadium journeys and close games.